Welcome to Parenthood Bites, the podcast where we explore life as a parent in tech. I'm your host, Chow, and I have over 15 years of experience in tech, and I'm also currently working as a career coach. I'm the proud mother of three incredible boys. In each episode, we have an inspiring guest who will share their remarkable story. You'll find their wisdom and insights both relatable and enriching, because after all, we're all in this parenting journey together. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's dive into today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Parenthood Bites. Today we're here with Will Ramirez, who's a senior software engineer at MongoDB and currently lives in Florida. Welcome, Will. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Of course, we're happy to speak with you today. How's it going over there in Florida? Uh, it's uh, still pretty warm down here, waiting for the for a little bit of fall to show up any, any day now, hopefully. And when you say a little bit warm, what is that? Uh, it is still in the mid-80s Fahrenheit. So like wow. 85 today. That's, that's quite warm. To the listeners, we're recording this in late October, which is pretty cold over here. It's like 50 degrees today. So I've already busted out with my beanie, my scarf, my jacket, <laughs> almost my gloves. Even my dog has her little outfit on today. <laughs> but wow, it's still like summer over there. Yeah. Soon, hopefully, it'll it'll cool off a little bit. Nice. So yeah, I like to start with just asking what brought you to tech and how many years have you been in tech? Yeah, so I've been in tech full time. It's got to be close to 20 years now. So I graduated high school from, I kind of sort of drifted into tech. Uh, Down here, they have what's called a magnet program. High schools and middle schools can kind of specialize in different, in different like subjects or whatever. And I happened to just attend a high tech magnet program. So um, this was the late, you know, I graduated in 2000, so this was the late 90s, um, and we were doing all sorts of fun stuff, building robots and programming robots and running dom- Windows domains and stuff like that. So I, it kind of started back back then, and then after I had, you know, started doing jobs and computer repair, things like that. So that's how I kind of made it into tech. So in that school, is it like they just have extra courses for you to take in in the specialization? Yeah, exactly. So they offered like extra programming classes, a robotics class, things like that. So like, uh, I'm not, I think this, I mean, the school's still there. I think the program still exists, but, uh, you know, I don't know what the difference is now and what they offer, but the time they offer things like multimedia doing like what was essentially Photoshop, things like that. That's cool. And so how many years were you working in tech when you became a parent? So... My son was born in 2017, but I also have a, my stepson is significantly older. There's 11 year age gap. So I was like late twenties when I, when I met my now wife and like kind of became involved with her son. And so, yeah, I was late twenties. So eight, eight years or so, eight, eight, nine years, something like that. So how old was he when, um, when you met him, your stepson? Four, he just turned four basically. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Cool. So, um, so how old is your your kid now? Um, my youngest kid is six, and my oldest is going to turn eighteen. My stepson turns eighteen in March. Wow, eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Does he help take care of the younger one too? Since there's a bigger age gap there. He he can. There's a. It, it's one of the funniest things about them is I thought with that big of an age gap they wouldn't fight, and somehow they yeah. still manage to fight with each other. <laughs> siblings right they still figure out how to (laughs) 
but yeah, he's a great he's a great older brother, and he he does help out occasionally. Um, That's good. I mean, I see my boys too. Like when they want to help each other, they're so just so sweet, right? Makes your heart melt. But then there's moments where they just like are at each other's throats, and you're like, "But you were so sweet five minutes ago." <laughs> they figure out a way, <laughs> but they make up so quickly too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when your son was born, what was the parental leave policy like at your work? Yeah, I was working at a at a company that did not have great benefits, at the, so they had no no explicit parental leave other than the kind of the standard U.S. government like I could have taken unpaid leave. Um, so when uh, my son was born, I had a week of PTO essentially. Mm, yeah, that's how it was with my first first two. It was like I took my PTO, I took my sick days, and then I took yeah. unpaid time. So it's like if you wanted more time. You can have it, but it's unpaid, right? Yeah. And did your wife have a longer leave? Yeah, she had um, some disability coverage through work or something that that mm. for twelve weeks off, and then after that, we decided like together that she would take the rest of the year. My wife's a teacher, so um, my son was born right before school started, so like the timing was awkward for her. But um, so we decided to like let her take the rest of that school year off, and like so it it worked out well in the end. That's good she was able to to do that. And how was it sharing the news with your work when you were telling them you were going parental leave? Were they supportive? Yeah, they were, yeah, they, they weren't as supportive as I would have liked. And not just, it just like, because it's the, sort of the, the way the benefits were, you know, it was just like, well, you know, figure out how much time you could take off and things like that. And there were some kind of struggles with, with when I would come back because it just, it wasn't in that culture of that particular company. Um, I mean, Everyone was very nice. It wasn't, no one did anything inappropriate or, or mean or anything. It just was just like, that. that's a big struggle. You're like, okay, I only have a week with my newborn son and like trying to figure all that out. Um, I remember trying to explain to people like, you know, what it's like that first week and nobody's sleeping and the kids having trouble eating because their babies, you know, that's what they do sometimes. And yeah, it was, it was, it was tough coming back and like explaining, hey, I need to take one more day off and like, okay, well, please come back the next day for a meeting or whatever. It's like, well you know things like that so it was it was kind of tough did most of them not have kids no most of them had kids i think it's just oh. you know i just thought maybe they didn't have kids no i, I just think that, you know it wasn't the culture of that company and they didn't you know we were under some pressure for some tight deadlines and i was trying to help lead a project and things like that and like it was not one person's fault it just was where the company was um, at the time i get that um, and so thinking back to that work, um, was there a mother's room there that you know of? I don't think so. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I don't think so. That may have some change. We were sort of moving office buildings and like they were building a new kind of corporate headquarters and things like that. But yeah. Yeah. And, and also like in some places I'd been at where it was like, they didn't have it until they needed it. <laughs> you know, when they yeah. needed it, they were like, oh, let's convert this conference room. <laughs> but yeah. then when they didn't have, you know, there was nobody needing it. They were just like, well, it's okay. We'll deal with it when, when that happens. So what do you do with, um, what do you do for childcare? So my, my son is old enough now he goes to kindergarten or he's in first grade, excuse me. Um, so yeah, he's in kind of the public school system here. He's actually at the school where he teaches at. So it's like kind of, kind of nice. They kind of go to school together. But prior to that, he was, he was, so once he turned one, we put him into, he was in a daycare, a local daycare here. This was, so he was in daycare for about a year before COVID hit and then everything changed, but yeah. 
Is it hard to find daycare over there? I find that, you know, a lot of people have shared experiences about how it's really hard to find a good daycare in the areas in, in our area as well. Yeah, I think it's easier than some stories I've heard out in like San Francisco or California. Um, you know, we have a, a lot of options and but it, it depends on what you want. If, you know, obviously there's there's more expensive ones, but I, I it wasn't it wasn't hard. We toured about five or six different schools and kind of picked the one that we liked initially. Nice. So you mentioned that he goes to the school where your wife's at. So then after school, she just takes him home and then you're working from home as well, right? Yeah. So the life of a teacher my wife always has like papers to grow. So she stays late um, grading preserver. So we, uh, we have enrolled in the aftercare program there. Um, so yeah, I'm working from home and then so when he's done with the school day, he goes with the aftercare and it's great because there's his friends are there and they play, you know, he, he doesn't come home and hit hop straight on a screen. So, yeah, that's good. It's so hard to keep kids off screens these days. So it's like, if you have a chance where they yes. can socialize in person, that's even better. Yeah. Especially after COVID, I'm always like, okay, there was two years where he didn't get enough. Let's every opportunity <laughs> we can to like keep him with kids. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how has your work life changed since you became a parent? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like that. So working in tech, you're always thinking about priorities. Like, what is my number of priority now? What is a project that you work on now? And sort of, sort of, I sort of try to apply that at home, which is like, what is the most important thing now? And like, how do I like deal with focus on that now? So like, you know, when my son comes home, he needs to get energy out. He still has a bunch of energy. So it's like, I usually always like, sign off and like we go play soccer in the backyard or go run or you know just try to give him a little bit of time and like so then if i have to log back in or do anything later he's i've gotten to spend some time with Sophia. so it's like trying to find those moments of like picking what the priority is and work work with them as managers yeah i love that that you do that because i think a lot of times it's very easy for us to just keep going and just you know, when you sign off, it's like, oh, crap, the day's over. But like to intentionally do that and spend time with him, that's really awesome. And I'm sure he loves it, too. Yeah, he's he's very adamant, you know, because a papa, papa, come play soccer. And then, you know, like <laughs> you, you can't tell him no too many times and you feel guilty. Right. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So what would you say is your biggest challenge or struggle with being a parent in tech? There's always that like lingering so i find it was apparent like you always just lingering sense of guilt that you are not doing enough like oh i could do this better there's all there's kind of always that and then you know prior to being a parent i would take time like on weekends to study learn the latest program you know whatever learn the latest patterns or whatever and there's just less of that now right so um sort of like combining that kind of like i'm not doing enough in both places mm-hmm. uh, as a parent and as an employee um and that's tough sometimes sometimes you want to like you know, I'm behind this project at work. I really want to work this whole weekend. Yeah. And you can't. And sometimes you want to spend a lot more time with your kids and then you're like, oh, I yeah. can't. I got to work today, yes. you know? Yeah. I definitely hear that. There were times where I'm just like, I don't feel like I'm a good enough employee and I don't feel like I'm a good enough mom. I guess I'll just be a mediocre human. <laughs> but then it's like, you know, we can't be too hard on ourselves, right? Yeah. Especially... I. It, Especially during COVID, people would, you know, my friend, my, the coworkers of the kids would ask you, how do you do both? Because your kids are there, you're in meetings, well, he's screaming in your ear, and you're like, well, the secret is I'm just bad at both of these things right now because this is the world we live in. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And you just got to tough through it, right? You can't just like let go of one. You're just like, I just got to do it. 
<laughs> yeah, I tried all sorts of tricks to like, okay, I have a big meeting. Uh, he was still two at the time, so I'll set up the splash, um, the, the little splash pad outside. So you know, it's it's June and I'm out there working on my laptop, hoping it doesn't overheat on a conference call. He's <laughs> splashing in the pool next to me, uh, the little splash pad next to me. Yeah, whatever you can to keep them busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. That's why I think it's so hard to not have them do screen time because sometimes it's just so much easier, you know, like I got to go to this meeting. It's only going to be half an hour. Just play on your iPad for half an hour. And then before I know it, half an hour turned into two hours and I'm like, Oh my God, I just ruined his eyes. <laughs> yeah. So I know this is something that we're all working on, but what do you do to achieve work-life balance at your current point in life? I try to limit the amount of time I work after hours. Like, mm. you know, I'm not a person who's like, okay, I clock out and found out 40 hours exactly. I don't think like that. But, you know, especially like I try to make sure there's enough time. That there's time I set aside for family stuff, you know, taking the kid to the park, eating eating dinner with the family, things like that keep those rituals. And then like if I have to do extra work or kind of knuckle down and work on a project, that that happens outside of those times so that those those rituals are still maintained and the family stuff still happens but i also can when i need to put in some extra work yeah yeah so then what do you do for yourself to unwind or relax yeah i like uh, the, my two hobbies are kind of like well i like watch sports so hockey or, or soccer are like the two things i watch a lot or video games you know some kind of casual video game playing yeah, I have a couple of games on my phone that I, <laughs> I like to play. I'm like, I'm busy cooking. And my husband's like, what? You're cooking? Yes. Can't you see I'm serving all these customers? <laughs> it's, you know, it's stressful at that moment trying to get the, the food to the customers, but it's fun and relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, your your kids being, you know, 18 and six, what are your biggest struggles with them at the current age right now? I'm sure it's very different with different ages. Yeah, that's actually the hardest challenge is finding things that will that will entertain the both of them. Because like the teenager comes along, but then he puts the, the headphones in his ears and then he's on the phone the entire time. And you're like, well, I don't know. You, you know, I don't know why you're here. You've just you haven't talked to us the entire time. So like finding things that will entertain them both when it's time to do family stuff is is a big challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, like lots of trips to the arcade over the summer, like, cause then they can both play together, things like that. But yeah. it's probably hard to have like an intersection, right? For, yeah. for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we recently got my two older ones that are in middle school, got them phones and gave them AirPods. And yeah, there's always something in their ear. And sometimes I'm talking and I'm like, is there something in his ear? Like, I don't see an AirPod, but it's in the other ear. And so yeah. I'm like, hello, do you hear me? So I get that. Yeah. I, I, I try not to judge because when I do chores, I have I have to have a podcast playing. It's like, it's the only way I can do chores. And so I, I very often at home, I have one in my ear because I'm doing the dishes or folding clothes or doing whatever. And so I get it. But it's also like, okay, we're here as a family. It, now we put it away and then later there's plenty of time for that. Yeah. And then sometimes, cause we tell them, you know, these are the only times you can be on your computer or be on your iPad, but then we didn't have a rule for the phone. Right. And so, so sometimes they're like just on their phone. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm looking at homework assignments. I'm like, are you though? 
like, I feel like you're not, I feel like you're chatting, but, but I also don't want to be the parent that like spies on them on the phone. <laughs> yeah. It's and my oldest, he didn't get a phone until he got a phone when he was nine. And that's because that's when he started taking the bus home and it was possible he could get home before us. Right. Um, uh, if the bus was early or whatever, like m- my wife may not have gotten there before. Him. So, and we didn't have a home phone. So mm-hmm. we got him, we started with a dumb phone, but it quickly got to the point where like you basically, it's really hard to find them anymore. Yeah. Uh, so he got a smartphone and initially I had it, I had like, uh, I had it locked down really hard, like only specific apps at specific times. Then he's got all the reloose in the transition. So we'll probably take that same approach with with uh, my youngest when he gets a little older but yeah it's so tough with the phones like uh, my wife tells me kids in like first and second grade come to school with phones at her wow. school wow yeah. i would be so worried about them losing it even right now i'm like lock it up when you go to pe keep you know don't keep it like sticking out of your pants pocket make sure i got them little baggies to wear around their shoulder to put their phone in because i'm like don't lose it because i'm not buying you another one you know but um first and second grade i feel like it's very easy to lose i mean my second grader he goes to school with his jacket comes home we don't know what happened to jacket lunchbox i don't know (laughs) wow yeah yeah i don't i mean I don't know. I that seems way too young for me, but I emergencies maybe a lot of people, you know, for emergencies only. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's so hard because at school, like, you know, it's so regimented. Like, if there's an issue, the teacher's there or whatever. But yeah, if they're walking home from school, yeah, if they're walking home from school, maybe it's for it's for reasons like that, or if they're you know they need to contact a parent outside of school. But actually, at the school, I, I don't see why a kid that young would need it. But yeah. Absolutely. I think for us, the kids in middle school, there was a time when like, we went to pick them up and they weren't released yet. And they didn't have a way to reach us and their teachers didn't call us. So we're like, what's going on? (laughs) So we're like, okay, let's get it for them for emergencies. But then sometimes when you actually call and try to reach them, they don't answer because they're like, oh, my phone was on silent. (laughs) You're like, I got your phone for this one purpose. Yeah, can't reach you. Yeah. Uh, kids so what's something that you would tell someone in tech who's planning to have kids or something you wish you knew before you became a parent oh that's a good question because there's so much advice that you get from everyone when you when you tell your friends your family everyone has advice for you um oh yeah and and like you know oh the, the you know some parents like have to have a pass for others don't you like you get like you, you get you, people get very opinionated about things but once you're a parent like I, I have a favorite brand of diapers after raising that and my youngest right like why I do i do. have a strong opinion yeah okay but what's your favorite brand of diapers uh not huggies what did we use pampers uh, yeah it was pampers yeah we, we were yeah that was ours too that was the only one where the poop yeah. didn't seek out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went and just like I, I remember making jokes about my kid would never be caught dead in huggies, and obviously, you know, like I didn't really mean that, but yeah, yeah, you went up with kind of all these weird opinions, or we have favorite brands of bottles, especially with baby stuff. Everyone ends up having favorite brands, but like um, the thing I I quickly learned is that you have all these plans, and then the you know 
they all go out the way. You know, I joke, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Like you're, you're going to have all these things and then they're, they're kind of going to go haywire once you're the kid, kids in your life. So, uh, yeah. So don't make plans. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not that like, it, it's in, almost like being in tech, right? We have these th big planning meetings for three years and everyone in this meeting knows none, this, none of this is going to happen exactly as we say it's going to happen in this meeting. Yeah. Uh, but you kind of have to have them anyway to kind of lay the groundworks and then you kind of adjust. And so yeah. kind of same idea. Expect there to be changes and adjust as yeah. you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you compare it with a project at work, it, <laughs> it really resonates. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah, things will change in a year, in a month, even in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story, Will. It was really nice hearing your story, your experiences. And I think there's a lot for people to learn from there. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on Parenthood Bites. We hope you found our episode informative and entertaining. If you're a parent in the tech world or know someone who is, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at chow at parenthoodbites.co and we'll be thrilled to add your experiences to our interviews. That's chow, C-H-I-A-O at parenthoodbites, B-Y-T-E-S dot co, C-O. And to our potential sponsors out there, if you're a business or know of one that would like to support and partner with our podcast, please don't hesitate to get in touch. You can also reach us at chow at parenthoodbites.co. Thank you once again for tuning in, and we wish you a fantastic rest of your week. Until next time, take care and stay curious.